Hey everybody, welcome into another episode of Bitcoin Breadcrumbs. It's a recap of things that happened in the past week in Bitcoin, and we talked uh, Luke Mikic and myself, Boyd Tusik. We talked about different things that are going on in the Bitcoin world. Um, and this week, I kind of started off with a rant because I was in a foul mood after talking to a mortgage broker in Normie land um, and dealing with all that kind of frustrating things. So um, yeah, got into it a little bit. We talked about that. We talked about the Greg Foss, Michael Saylor uh, space that happened when all the mayors coming out talking about Bitcoin and, uh, and also Australia uh, coming along and saying that some of their banks can uh, start uh, allowing people to buy and hold Bitcoin. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy all that. The show is brought to you by Coinbeast Connect. Do you have questions about Bitcoin? Personalize your learning and book a one-on-one video call with a Bitcoin pro on Coinbeast Connect. Learn about mining, security, the Lightning Network, DeFi, taxes, and many other topics. It's really easy. Choose your topic and pro, select the date when you're available, and bring your questions to the meeting room. Book your first call today by going to coinbeast.com and clicking on the Connect tab. Be prepared for the financial revolution and get the knowledge you need. It's also brought to you by Movies Plus. That's my streaming platform. Check it out. There's Bitcoin content going up, and we're adding hundreds of titles a week. Um, and you can check it out for free. So go into the app store, search Movies Plus, uh, go to the website if you want, mymoviesplus.com. But yeah, go into any app store, search Movies Plus and sign up for a free trial. You get a whole month, try it out and uh, let me know. And we'll be adding more stuff there as we go. All right, let's get into it. Um, and I do have, this is not a sponsor, <laughs> but Samuel Adams. <laughs> this, is, this episode is brought to you by Samuel Adams, Jacko Lantern. Jacko, I like it. Now. Uh, you probably don't drink beer, do you? Because you're in such good shape. Oh, I wish, mate. I wish. Um, I, I need to get in better shape. Uh, I'm always sponsored by spring water. Spring no water. drinks around here. Yeah. Middle of the day where I am, mate. It's That's true. You can't, two o'clock. You can't drink at two o'clock. Well, <sighs> you can, but um, we had, uh, dude, so I, I literally almost didn't want to. Not that I didn't want to record, but I was in such a foul mood um, because the mortgage. So for those that don't know, I just had an offer accepted on a house, um, all that stuff. And that's all the information you're going to get about it because I'm keeping my OPSEC up. But um, but so the mortgage broker, I mean, like they like pre-approved, everything was good. And then like today he was like oh it's gonna be really hard to get the mortgage you know blah 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 and i was like what are you talking like what the heck are you talking about and he's like i mean i don't know if it all comes down to bitcoin but um but like i mean all of my wealth is in bitcoin so like <laughs> he was like you know we're gonna- yeah exactly as as a smart person would do and so as we're going back and forth like he's like, can you send me, you know, like Bitcoin statements, stuff that like, I have on exchanges or whatever. I was like, all right. So I send him, you know, exchange and like, and he's just like looking at it and he's like, can it show the dollar value? And I was like, I mean, I don't know how the reports come out, but, you know, like take the dollar value or take the number of Bitcoin I showed you, multiply it by the current price and voila that is that is the value you know um so that wasn't really making sense to him and that was pissing me off um and then uh i'm trying to walk through the whole situation because my head's just spinning from all this garbage um 
But then they were like, I've been paying myself in Bitcoin, but I've been, um, I mean, I pay my taxes and everything. I report properly as far as, you know, like the tax entities go. But um, like, uh, I don't know if what you guys call it in Australia, but like a W-2 or like a on your pay stub, you know, like if you work at a company and you get the same paycheck every two weeks and, you know, it shows like, this is what you made this pay period. This is what you made, um, you know, year to date and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so I was like sending them, I, they have all the information, but they're not, they're having trouble making sense of it. And I'm like, and I think the Bitcoin's the biggest hang up because they're like, well, I don't understand, you know? And I'm like, Ugh. so then, so that's frustrating. And they're like, we're going to, you know, we wanted to move pretty quickly because we want to get into the house like after Christmas before New Year's so that our our kids can start school with a new school right at the beginning of the next part of the year. So anyways, sorry if I'm rambling and going on a tangent here, but um it's a bit of a weekly weekly wrap. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, do, I needed this. I this is like, you know, in COVID, this is my way to go to the bar with a friend and sit there and and have a have a drink and just let it all out. Um it's a beautiful thing about podcasting. Yeah. You talk yeah. to Bitcoiners and get out of the normie world. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so the, uh, so yeah, so the, the whole situation was like frustrating as hell. Um, and the crazy part is, and I'm not trying to like, you know, I don't want to like, I'm trying to think my security way. I mean, I'm not like, I'm not wealthy, you know what I mean? Like, so if anybody could come after me, I'm not loaded. Um, but like I've set myself up in a good position. Like I'm good. We're set. My me, my wife and kids are set. Um, and uh, and so like I'm just sitting there looking at, like they're debating whether or not like they'll be able to process the mortgage, you know, because they don't understand everything I've given them and I have to walk them through it. And I'm just sitting there going like I'm like pissed. I'm like, you know, like I, I could in theory like like I don't because then they go like, well, you're, you're self-employed, you know, so like we don't have like an employment history so much you know you're just paying yourself you gotta got i'm like jesus like look at what i'm showing you and like i'm trying to but like it can be for a very long time like i said to my wife in frustration i was like i could not make a cent starting tomorrow for a very long time and we would we would be we would not run out of money you know what i mean like and and obviously based on the price of bitcoin it could be even better um but like i don't think i don't know is that really revealing too much do i sound like an asshole like like bragging or something i'm not trying to brag i'm trying to explain how frustrating this situation is because they're just sitting there like and i guess it's the mortgage broker's job to like nitpick everything but they're like looking at stuff and first of all they go like well what if the price of bitcoin goes to zero and I'm like, <laughs> you know, like, but then on top of that, they also like make you doubt yourself as a business person. And it's kind of their job to like sit there and shoot holes through your plan. But like, they're just sitting there and they go like, yeah, I mean, you know, you have your streaming platform and you, and, and your other businesses. And, but like, what if they, what if they go belly up, you know? And I'm like, what? 
and like like what are you asking me and i was like let me get this straight i was like i like you feel better about somebody that works at a job where they could get fired tomorrow and lose their income you feel better about that. I actually said this to the mortgage broker. I was like, so you feel better about that scenario than you do with somebody like me showing you that you don't have to worry about me repaying this loan. And they're like, well, you know, the steady income of the job, the steady job, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's, that's what we like to see, you know? And it's like, I don't know. Is this just, is it because I'm going into normie world, trying to get a normie world mortgage. And I'm just losing my mind over like this discussion. And I'm just like, I just, I just want to explode. And then, yeah, like they said that, Oh, your business could fail. My business is not going to fail. Like you don't understand how this works. They're like, what if you run out of money? Um, We're not going to run out of money because the business is working, but you can't see that. And um, I can't show you how we're going to, you know, I can show you numbers. Hey, look, we're growing. I can't show you exactly i'm going to give you plans like hey this is what we're doing you're not even going to understand it if i try and tell you that and then uh, to top it all off they go and what if the price of bitcoin goes to zero <laughs> a chip side yeah i was just like I, I mean i literally almost flipped the table i was just like <laughs> I, was, I was just done i was done i don't i don't even know so thank you for indulging indulging me everyone on that little rant um but that was uh do you ever get so like mad that like you feel like your bl- your vision's starting to blur oh you need to vent especially when you go into traditional legacy financial world and i suppose this can tie into the the news of the week um because yep. these banks they they're going to have to adopt bitcoin uh, because when people experience how hard it is to get a loan under this fiat society, they're like, this is ridiculous. Why do I need to have all these credentials? Why do I need to work in all of these jobs with all of this quote unquote steady income? Why can't I just show you that, look, I'm a Bitcoiner, I'm producing value. I should be able to get a mortgage. Here's my proof of work. I have a business that's working. Yeah. This is the income proof of work, not proof of credentials. Like, oh, I'm the manager of some fiat fiat economy business. And- that's the funniest thing is like you could be, you know, if you had, if you were somebody in like a corporate job, like a high paying job, but purely in fiat and they look at your assets and they might look at your assets and be like, oh, you know, in the bank you have, I don't know, maybe you have like 10 grand in the bank. And, but your job, you get paid much more. You should have much more money in the bank based on what you get paid at your job, but you're, you live in the fiat life. So you just spend the money, spend the money, spend the money. You don't save anything. You just put it out there. And that doesn't matter to these bankers that are doing the mortgage. They just look at it and go, um, yeah, you, you have a job and that's going to stay there forever. So you can just do that job and keep going and you'll pay us and pay us. And then there's us Bitcoiners that like we save money and like we're very, we're hyper vigilant about making sure that we can pay for things. And it seems to be a hard, a struggle. It's all, yeah, it's just, I think that's going to be the industry that gets disrupted the most on a Bitcoin standard. Um, it's all I wonder if they the listen co- to the podcast and like they're like, oh, F this guy, we're not giving him a mortgage. He's, <laughs> That'd he's be funny. That'd be funny. I, I, it's our mission to orange pill him in, uh, orange pill your mortgage lender in this podcast. Then, 
Um, Because I think they're all going to have to adopt Bitcoin. Uh, Like this ties into, I suppose, the news of the week. Um, Over here in the Australian Gulag, the largest bank in Australia has uh, adopted Bitcoin. Uh, Commonwealth Bank is the largest bank in Australia. It services 6 million of the 25 million Australians. And now they're, um, I think, early next year, they're letting people in their Commonwealth Bank account buy Bitcoin and then custody it themselves. So um, that just kind of goes to show um, how How's that happening in Australia of all places? Yeah, I know. That's the kind of, it's, that's kind of one thing that's given me a little bit of hope to stay in Australia. I can't get (laughs) into the U S anymore because I'm, because I don't believe in government mandated medicine. Uh, So I'm kind of looking at my options and seeing things, headlines like that is promising. Uh, There's also a, um, they're talking about it in the Senate at the moment in Australia, lowering um, tax on on Bitcoin and crypto. Um, and then we've also got an ETF coming out shortly. We had an ETF come out a couple of days ago as well. So it's good to see Australia in all the tyranny actually adopting freedom money. So it's good to see. I mean, what do you make of that? What do you think they're, they're what made them turn on their head? I honestly don't know. They said it was um, because customers demanded it. Um, so I suppose that's a good thing. I don't doubt that. I mean, they, <laughs> they'd be more than demanded. Um, yeah. You know, but it's just, it's just weird um, because I don't like, I just picture Australia being the opposite of freedom right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they, they are adopting it before, the united states is i mean i don't know do you i mean what do you think is going to happen you think they're gonna just like full-on like let people buy it through their bank accounts or and hold it at the bank or you know what i think i think so yeah they're talking about uh giving people like a wallet um and i think they're partnered up with one of those shitcoin casinos can't remember whether it was Kraken or Gemini, but it was one of the ones who work with custody solutions. So um, by the sounds of it, they're letting you uh, self-custody it. If that comes out as a Commonwealth Bank Bitcoin on crypto wallet, I'd stay well away from it, plebs. Yeah. I wouldn't be doing it. Wouldn't be surprised if it's a big honey pot. Yeah, not your keys, not your cheese. It's really as simple as that. But yeah, I was looking into it a little bit further because I was surprised like you were. I was surprised that... Uh, I didn't think the kind of Bitcoin and crypto culture was as big as it was here in Australia. But as it, I was having a look at a few of these surveys and they reckon that crypto exposures something like 15% in Australia. So like per capita, it's actually pretty high adoption rates compared to other countries around the world. 15% so. is pretty high. I mean, yeah, I don't think the US is it's 10, is it? I think the US would be around a similar number. Um, countries like Nigeria, I think they're up around 30%, aren't they, Nigeria? Turkey's about 20 or so. The worse the fiat situation, the higher the adoption. That's right. That's exactly Which, right. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, what are the are prices of things in Australia going crazy? Like are houses Ooh. like off the charts? And Yeah, properties in Sydney last year went up 30%. So an average home went from 1.2 million Australian pesos to 1.5 million dollars in Sydney, and that's the that's the city at the moment that you guys see all the propaganda from. 
So all the tyrannies in the two largest cities in Australia, Melbourne and Sydney, and they also, they're the ones with the most crazy property bubbles. Um, but food as well, food's soaring. Um, same as everywhere else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, and we have Thanksgiving come up, coming up, and like we just bought the turkey. And I was like, holy shit. Like that's, that's a little bit more expensive than I remember. Did you see the thing on Twitter about the turkeys? Somebody, no. um, there was an, not an article, but a screenshot of a turkey last year cost like $28. This year it's $55. It's doubled oh, yeah. in a year. Oh, yeah. It was... the, you found something similar? Yeah. We just, we literally bought turkey last night. And I think it was um, for a 20 pound turkey, like $48. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, it's crazy. And, um, and, you know, people were starting to recognize, I think, uh, it's just gas, right? Or as you call it, petro prices are, yeah. <laughs> are up. Um, you guys go by the leader, though, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm we're about a dollar eighty a liter. Okay. $1. Is there four liters to a gallon? Something like that. Yeah. So you guys are. I remember first time I went to Europe um, with my friend from uh, Switzerland, and I was like, "Dude, gas is so cheap here," because it was like a dollar, like you know, ninety nine or something. And he was like, "That's per liter. That's like multiply it by four, and that is." what uh what what you're paying and uh so yeah it's eight dollars a gallon basically um but uh but yeah so i don't know i don't worry Corey. it's just transitory mate don't worry yeah it's It's just transitory she'll she'll pass yeah um but yeah i mean australia i don't know maybe there's some hope for them but i mean one of the other things too we have seen a bunch of is uh, I don't want to breeze past the Australia thing. We can come back to that, um, but uh, but the politicians all taking like all the mayors coming out. Like I mean, literally every day there's more mayors coming out saying, "Oh, I'm going to take it." I uh, like I thought maybe eventually you're going to hear one of them say, "Like I'm going to take," because it was like I'm taking some of my payments in Bitcoin, and then somebody was like, "I'm taking my first three payments in Bitcoin." And then the next one was like, I'm taking my entire salary in Bitcoin. So now I want to see somebody be like, I'm taking 130% of my salary in Bitcoin. I'm taking all of my bribes in Bitcoin. (laughs) This is massive news. And this is why I think Bitcoin is going to go for a super cycle, this four-year bull market halving, because this is how these rich elite think. It's all a dick-swinging contest. Who's got the biggest you know he ha it's all oh you know or you've like got a the video they made the big stack player <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. these this is how these elites think they think okay who's richer oh you're taking three weeks of uh, your salary in bitcoin i'm going to take my whole years in bitcoin and it's going to be the same to the capital allocators oh you've got a five percent allocation of bitcoin guess what i've got a ten percent allocation of bitcoin and eventually you're just going to see this kind of hodling behavior behavior where everybody's looking at Michael Saylor's stack of 120 or 130,000 coins. They're watching him uh, rise up the ranking list of the world's richest people. And all of these other billionaires like Tim Cook and Bill Gates, they're going to be like, oh, shit, shit, we need to outdo Saylor. Otherwise, he's going to get richer than us. Um, but, yeah, the, the news of the mayors, this is like big news, really big news. 
Although it, I do, I hate seeing, I mean, as much as it pains me to, you know, celebrate anything that a politician does. Um, I wasn't surprised that like they wanted to New York wanted to start their own like New York city coin, you know, and like Miami wants to do a Miami coin. Like, I don't, they don't, they don't really understand it. Like in my opinion, they don't, they don't understand Bitcoin to its core. They, they, they're just in it for the, the, the policy they're, they're in it for the points, you know what I mean? The, to get votes and, and all that kind of stuff. Maybe that makes me sound like a curmudgeon old man. I don't know. Like a, no, I'm with you. I don't think they get it. They don't fundamentally get it. I think they've got really smart people in their ears saying, hey, look, this thing's going to be big. This thing is uh, the internet of the 2020s. Like, you're going to want to be involved in within this thing. Uh, but I think they're probably looking at it more from a technology viewpoint. Uh, they're like, oh, we can innovate. Oh, we can do Miami coin. Oh, I, I think it's an interesting experiment. Um, I don't know exactly how it works, but... Uh, what is it? It's something to do with people paying their taxes and you actually delegate to say where your taxes go. Is that the idea of Miami coin? I don't know. On it, I wish I probably should look into it more just to like know oh, these talking points because I literally <laughs> yeah. was just like, I see shit coin and I just, I just drop, I just drop all interest in the conversation. I actually was, I, I jumped in like it was around my like time I was taking like a few minutes for lunch and i jumped in to a twitter space earlier but i everybody was talking so much and i wasn't able to get a word in um but uh they were talking about like nfts and and shit coins and they invited some people up and and i was just i just wanted to like because they were saying like how do you know everything you can't see into the future what's going to be a scam you know blah 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 and like i can't reiterate enough to people these things are all a scam and the the reason i know that like i've said before to everybody here is that i almost made one of these and one of the points i wanted to make earlier is that like any of these shit coins whether it's the miami miami coin or the new york coin whatever it is is that um they all like when i was making when i realized i was making a shit coin and I was like, why would I do this? And I realized it was to enrich myself and to rug pull everyone else. What I wanted to tell all the people that were saying you can't see into the future, I was like, but actually you can, because every other every other shitcoin creator comes to the same realization that I did, but then they go and proceed with the scam. So they know, <laughs> like, I mean, every shitcoin knows it's a scam, right? The people that create, I mean. The, that's what the, you know probably know better than I do with like Ethereum, but like there's the pre-mine. Like they knew what they were doing. I was literally having this debate probably like 12 seconds before I got on this uh, call with you to do Bitcoin breadcrumbs, you know, in spaces, having another debate about Ethereum because I have the exact same view. Every single one of these 12,000 coins are scams because they absolutely lying to you. They're LARPing about being decentralized. But every single one of these coins is not decentralized because the way I talk about decentralization is can you be shut down, yes or no? And if you if you answer yes to that, you're not decentralized. Ethereum, you're not decentralized. You're moving to proof of stake. How easy is it to shut down a protocol that's proof of stake? Very easy. 
you just go and knock on the doors of the founders who pre-mine themselves 70% of the supply. Okay, they might only hold 20, 10 or 20% of the supply today. You just go knock on their door, you confiscate them, you put them in a jail cell, and you say, look, you need to shut down Ethereum. This DeFi protocol on Ethereum is too large now. It's taking our cut of the banking services. You need to shut it down. Simple. And you just buy the other 20% of the supply on the open market or people are staking all their Ethereum um, at all these large centralized um, exchanges like uh, Binance and, you know, Kraken, all the shitcoin casinos because it's too hard to run a node and actually stake Ethereum at home because the everyday person can't afford to run a node on Ethereum so they don't get a vote. So that all they put all their stake in these centralized services. How hard would it be for the US government to go knock on the door of Binance? if like five or 10% of the Ethereum's been staked at Binance. Okay, that's all ours now. It's yeah. Yeah, all of it. So this is the most, I'm going off on a tangent, but Ethereum's Go the most it. decentralized shitcoin. All the shitcoin founders even say themselves, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ethereum's more decentralized than us. And it's like you, you, you raise these points to an Ethereum head and they can't weasel their way out of it. The most decentralized shitcoin is centralized. All of them are. I'm just yeah, it's, oh, it gets me going. I mean, I always say like, like, what's the total supply of Ethereum? Nobody knows. They don't know, and <laughs> and it can be changed at any point. I'm like, okay, and is it is it decentralized where it could suffer? You could it to survive any kind of attack? And the answer to both of those questions is they they don't have an answer. I'm like, it's a non-starter for me at that point. And like, it really, the outside of like the, the, you know, proof of work, all that kind of stuff and and solving the different problems Satoshi did, um, you know, solving the the scarcity, the true scarcity is the one thing that makes sense. um, And and it makes sense to everybody at the beginning, I think. You know what I mean? Like when they're coming into Bitcoin, and they, you know, they see money being created left and right, and they find out, oh, there's true scarcity in this. You can't manipulate it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, That's I, the I just, invention. Yeah, the, yeah. The invention is creating a form of money that cannot be manipulated. That cannot be changed by a ruler. That every every single person under that monetary protocol has to follow the same rules. That's the invention. Like we've, we haven't had that in what the 5,000 years of monetary history that we go through. Every single time somebody's been able to clip the coins, clip the gold coins, clip the silver coins, print fiat money to enrich themselves. We've never had a form of money that's incorruptible and absolutely scarce as well. 21 million. It's, um, it, what do you think of like, uh, I want to hear your takedown of something like a shit coin that we've never talked about, but yeah. uh, the, ba- the basic attention token, okay. you know, it's the, you know, that one that was created by the Mozilla dude or whatever, like total garbage. But like, I remember thinking like, Oh, there's utility in this, but this should be built on top of Bitcoin, you know, like paying, you're basically paying for advertisement or you're, you're, do you, are you familiar with it at all? I haven't even looked into it. I, the yeah. first question I would ask, or the first questions I would ask somebody debating the pro side of that would be, 
how much of the supply did they pre-mine and do you really need the token for for the use case I, i'm not sure you yeah. do like no no i mean it protects your data that that's all i know about it does it protect your data and that but like they you like earn you can earn it based on like if you the, the reason they call it a basic attention token is that like they'll serve an ad up to you and you can view the ad if you want to or have an ad free experience but if you view the ad then like the revenue that the advertiser paid like a portion of it goes to you like, okay and does a portion go to the founders that pre-mined sure. the basic attention token i'm sure i'm sure it'd have to be and, a bit of that going yeah it's just the and like that's what it's like you look at anything like monero you know it's like how centralized is monero very centralized they do a hard fork every six months <laughs> they really do <laughs> yeah i don't even know that much about the so they do a hard fork every six months very regularly yeah oh god man i don't know how anybody trades this crap and it, they're just stuck if you're if you're trading this junk or buying stocks in mining companies let's say for example um aren't you just stuck in a fiat mindset yeah you you just don't get it if you're still trading jpegs and buying fucking shares of a stock company you just don't get it like you just um you just don't get it you don't hold your keys to your mining stocks you don't hold your keys to your equities anybody can confiscate that in two seconds like it's comparing something like that to bitcoins hilarious uh, i think yeah. it's absolutely asinine um so uh Back to Australia, um, because so Australia has an ETF already, right? Yeah, like they, I think it went live little, this week. Yeah. So, um, what do you like? What's the is the general zeitgeist of Australia? Are people getting it? Are people talking about it? Is it outside of like outside of your Bitcoin circles in the normie world? Are people talking about it? Definitely more uh, over the past 12 months than before. So in 2018 and 2019, nobody would even like give you the time of day. Like obviously number go up helps that. Um, But I'm really surprised. Like Australians, we have this really kind of uh, enriched kind of gambling culture. Everybody gambles on uh, footy, cricket, uh, the horses, greyhounds. Everybody gambles on everything. I'm not sure if I've said this on the weekly wrap uh, before I think I might have but so I think I suppose that's why the 15% adoption rate of crypto is so high in Australia everyone's addicted to gambling and when they see the price of everything going bananas um, they start asking questions um, yeah it's certainly a lot easier to hey they just want to get in on the game yeah and then that's obviously when you grab the orange pill and you force it down their throat <laughs> you're like no 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 this is much more than just getting rich this is this is uh, a revolutionary thing yeah God, it's just so uh so frustrating to try and explain it to people and they don't get it and um and then like i said the experience i've been having of trying to deal with like the traditional banking system for anything <laughs> like it's a, it's a nightmare well did you see um 
I don't know if this was fake or not. In Russia, people were getting denied the ability to withdraw cash at an ATM based on their Vax password. Yeah, I haven't. I saw the headline, but I haven't verified that one. Uh, any plebs listening in? I had a look at the Nigeria one. That looks legitimate. Um, can't get your money out of the bank unless you got your Vax card. Um, that'd be wild if it's having, happening in Russia. Um, I think COVID's been like the biggest advertisement for Bitcoin. <laughs> like, I mean, it honestly is what made me um, get in, like, forced my hand basically you know made me get into it and uh by the way dude if i'm there's like major so i'm in the basement and it's getting colder so it's getting drier it's like a lot of static electricity and the headphones are like having static electricity go through them so if i become like superhuman through this process it's because the two earbuds have shot electricity like through my head and and maybe develop some kind of like telepathic powers or uh anything like that but um but yeah that's uh i don't know this best advertisement for for bitcoin is you know threatening people's sovereignty threatening people's livelihoods and threatening their ability i mean the supply chains are gonna Get, get crushed right after Christmas here because truck drivers are going to be quitting in mass. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they get crushed uh, before Christmas. Um, I'm just trying to have a look at the, if I look distracted, uh, folks, I'm just trying to have a look for the Russian news uh, because I thought they said no to the whole vaccine passport and the World Economic Forum's plan, but I'm going to have a look at that one later and we'll bring it to you next week. But, yeah, I think supply chains are only going to get worse. Uh, inflation's only going to get worse. Um, I think people, like you say, are just walking off the job, truck drivers. Um, actually, interestingly enough, when the truck drivers, when it was mandated that the truck drivers get the jab in Australia about two months ago, they all went on strike, massive strike, and it was an absolute media blackout. The media refused to cover it. They wouldn't cover it. And like there were videos circulating around Australia, like thousands of trucks lined up on the highways, blocking off the entire highways. This went on for a couple of days. Media refused to cover it. Um, But then very quietly in the media a week later, they came out and they reversed their decision to mass on the truck drivers. Um, So that's a little bit of a lesson for people listening in. Just say no. And you you hold the line for a couple of weeks and you wait for the people, the people power, to uh, change the rules. Same thing happened in Canada this week. Um, I think I was watching uh, Chris Guy, uh, Big, the Bitcoin Twitter's oh, best friend. <laughs> he, I was watching one of his videos the other day. And he, his uh, was, his um, teeth make me think of Jonah Hill in uh, <laughs> yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I know. I saw you doing it there. It got me. Um, yeah, Chris Guy was saying a um, couple of the, what do they call them, counties or cities in Canada have now walked back their um, vaccine mandates on healthcare workers because they all walked off the job. Um, so there you go, ladies and gentlemen, just say no. Um, but I think more concerningly, that's just what the inflation is going to be blamed on. Um, I was listening to a Guy Swan podcast just this morning and he was saying it's wild. The central bankers. Um, they will say, yep, inflation was caused by the supply chains, by the unvaccinated, by, you know, the shipping containers, but they won't say the inflation was caused by the money printing. No. Uh, 
it's uh i mean we can all see this coming from a mile away we all know it's happening um and in the i think the thing i'm most disappointed in is the average person's ability to to use critical thinking and it's not even that hard of critical thinking and this goes not just monetary but like everything you know what i mean where like i'm not i don't want to get on the vax thing and you know we'll get banned or whatever and i'm not saying get the vax or don't get the vax but the funniest thing to me is that it's obvious that people people that people were still getting it with the vax but like in public places they're like if you have it you don't need the mask it's like it's just it's like people just lack the critical thinking you know what i mean i'm like because to me quite seriously i'm like you know what like in a way i'm actually very pro mask because like then our kids don't get the stomach bug like the regular stuff you know what i mean like i went i want their immune system to be healthy but it was like it was nice last year like i was like hey like we didn't like nobody got sick you know so it's like i uh, it's a it's a catch 22 but it's just funny to me. So people don't use the cognitive, um, the the cognitive is it cognitive dissonance? That's the one just... where you where you're emotionally um, invested in something. So anybody so, that provides facts that counters your belief in something, your cognitive dissonance doesn't let you uh, actually evaluate the uh, the argument presented to someone. They're just like, oh, they they start emotionally attacking you and throwing ad hominem attacks at you. And I think that that's what's happening with inflation. Because yep. like people were just getting there, they want to blame. They want to. I'm trying to give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm guessing that they they want to have control over who they can blame. Well, actually, I mean, all humans, it's human nature. We want to have control. So in this scenario, people realize they don't have control over politicians. They realize they don't have control over their policies or anything but they feel like they have control over people and they can influence other people around them. So if they can be successfully manipulated to believe that inflation is because of other people, then they won't look at the fact. I mean, it's just, it's so funny to me, but it's like, I just want to be like everybody look logically speaking, if you increase the money supply, but how much is the money supply increased? Oh, like, 30, 30% in the past uh, year uh, like 50 percent in the past 18 months yeah so it's like it's increased 50 percent since march of 2018 or 2020 and you didn't think that was going to affect anything like i you don't have to be an economist to understand the ramifications of that and um it's just yeah maybe it is just cognitive dissonance where they just they're willing they want to blame somebody else they want to blame they want to find blame somewhere and and that people are so polarized into their parties um, that they don't, they can't, it can't be their guy. It can't be their person that caused this, you know, it's just uh, uh, like, it would kills me. Like you, you see in the elections here in the U S like without, like without fail, no matter who wins the presidency, if it's a new president, Within three months, there will be a meme going around the internet 
from who the losing party showing the face of the old president that was their guy and it says miss me yet you know and like it's like they just it's the same meme every time and so it's like i don't know i just don't even buy into to you know because i saw somebody put like on a gas pump like uh they had it was like joe biden pointing at the gas price and like it said i did that you know (laughs) and and so it's like i think that's funny but like these prices were going up regardless of who was in office. Like it, this is a bipartisan, there's bipartisan support for inflating um, assets and diluting the, the average person's uh, financial purchasing power. Exactly. That's why when people ask me what party I'm voting for or what, what I think about different politicians, I just say all of it's just absolute fantasy and fairy tales for, for adults, unless you've actually got a politician or a president saying, look, I'm going to change the system, like I'm going to change the monetary system and we're going to audit the central banks. It's absolutely ridiculous voting for anyone. It doesn't matter who you vote for. They're not going to fix the main issue, the main problem. Like you can't fix all of these little smaller problems that politicians talk about unless you fix the root problem. And that's the money. The money's fucking broken. Unless you fix that, you're arguing you're arguing about little little side effects and little branches and leaves on, on a tree. You need to fix the root issue of the tree, and that's the goddamn money. Um just yeah, it's it's crazy. So uh the did you get to go into the, the Greg Foss, Michael Saylor space? Cause I wasn't, I, I didn't even get to go in and I've been not to sound so important. I've been so busy that I have been unable to listen to, I know the recordings out there somewhere, but, uh, but yeah, what was that like? Yeah, I think, I think I was in there for the second half of it. I missed the the start of it, but, um, and then I went, you it, the recordings on YouTube too. So I went and watched the first half of it and it was, uh, it's pretty good. Uh, it's pretty savage, you know. Sailor and Foss, you put them in a Twitter space together, and you're going to get fire. I think they're probably yeah. the two best orange pillars in the business. Well, and didn't uh, didn't Mister Schiff show up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was Shifty Pete. I think he was in the uh, he was in the audience. He was in the space, um, and I think he wanted to get up on stage and debate Sailor, which would have been hilarious. Um, oh, but there was a, a, yeah, that would have been so funny. Um, there's a really good video done by Neil Jacobs. Um, all the plebs go and follow, follow him on Twitter. He done like a meme video of Sailor talking about gold. Um, and, uh, Schiff was in the audience at the time and Sailor just absolutely dunked on him. He's like, why would you agree on sound money? You'd have 50, 50% of your portfolio in gold. It's all going to zero. It was so funny. <laughs> um, Go watch the video, plebs. It'll make more sense. Um, but, yeah, it's so funny. Schiff was in the audience at the time, and he was tweeting about it. He was rage-tweeting um, so hard, calling out Sailor and just just crying, just crying uh, like all these fiat fiat economists do, these Bitcoin so haters. Was there anything that was said in there that was groundbreaking, or was it just, like, a, a, a good old, like, orange-pilling hype sesh? Really good orange pilling hype sesh. Uh, Sailor just um, talked about everything in the Bitcoin space, um, which is they covered all grounds. Um, what but- do you think of people? I've seen some people. See, I mean, there's people that think I think everybody is a spook, but um, there's some people that have said that 
Sailor's a spook. Yeah. What do you I think? I don't think so. I don't think so. And I'm probably, I'm really adversarial. Uh, that's not the right word. I, I doubt everybody and I question yep. everybody. I, I don't think Sailor is. Um, I tell I don't people like- all the time, you need, to, you need to get your mental mindset in Bitcoin to assume that everyone that you listen to or see talk about Bitcoin will one day turn against it. Like yeah. you can't have any heroes in Bitcoin. You can't, it has to be, you have to understand it and you have to be in for you and be willing to stand there when you're the only one left. Like, and that's where I'm at. Like everyone could leave. Every single Bitcoiner could leave and I'll stand there with all 21 million gladly. Yep. I'm there with you, mate. I'll be buying the dip to a dollar. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't think Sailor, he'd done a video once where he broke character and he, he said what he actually thought. Um, they, were, they were talking about taxing Bitcoin and um, did you see that video? There's that really no. good one minute clip of it and he's he's getting really fired up and he, he dropped an F-bomb in it as well and uh, he's like, I can just put 24 words in my head and um, I can skip to any country I want. So, you know what, try and tax that. He gets really <laughs> fired up. Um, so All I, your models are destroyed. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I don't like that he keeps all his coins in Coinbase custody. I think that's how he has to hold it as a company um because i remember he got asked that on the uh why are we bullish session they had btc sessions ben they had they had oh, all the big yeah, names yeah. was yeah, jack was like mullers on that call Jeff booth. yep booth. yeah um jack mullers preston pish jeff booth yeah uh maybe oh matt odell was on there yeah, Matt, Matt O'Dell was on there because he was the one who questioned. Um, shout out for Tales from the Crypt. Everybody should be listening to that one on their weekly podcast. By the way, I'll take this as an honor because I, I try to get Matt O'Dell and Marty Bent, trying to get both of them to come on the show at some point. But I had tweeted something. I said, this actually went pretty well. I've got like 180 some followers. I said, um, I think... I honestly think Odell's stay humble and stack sets is the best advice in Bitcoin. You should constantly be working on doing both more to the point where each of them happen without thinking. And, uh, and so I don't, I try to stay humble and just avoid looking at stuff, but I did see he had, uh, Odell actually liked that. I think and like retweeted it or something. No, I, was it's... Like, I was like, all right, good. That's a, I take that as, you know, cause he's one of those, he's one of the people in Bitcoin where you're like the, the humble part of it, I think is just so important. Very important. You know, people, I want people to understand, like, you should go get to the point where you're not checking the price of Bitcoin. And then also get to the point where you're not checking how many followers you have on Twitter or whatever. Like, just don't care about it. And there's bliss on the other end. Like you just they're all fiat indicators. None of that means anything on a Bitcoin standard. Doesn't your papers, your your PhD credentials, your followers on Twitter, your likes on Instagram, none of that shit matters on a Bitcoin standard. It's all proof of work. It's all what you do, it's all the ideas that you produce and put out there. It's the value you provide. None of this. That's I just love I can't wait for a Bitcoin standard. Um that is the best saying in Bitcoin Twitter though. Stay humble and stack stats from Matt O'Dell. And then you've got Fix the Money, Fix the World from Marty. Yeah. Yeah. They're two of the original originals. Um, doesn't get much more original than them. But uh, 
Well, is that uh, anything else happening in Bitcoin Twitter this week or Bitcoin Twitter? Jesus Christ, not just Bitcoin Twitter, Bitcoin <laughs> itself. Uh, well, Bitcoin think... Twitter does cover everything in Bitcoin. It's the Ooh. it is a one stop shop. Bitcoin Twitter is intense, um, and I don't like hats off to you. I think you're in a Twitter space every day. I love and it. I don't know how I'm like. I, I don't have the bandwidth to, I just can't, <laughs> like I, I, I want to, but then I like sit there and I'm like, I, I don't know if I could go in uh, and uh, maybe I'll listen every once in a while. Last night, I actually, I think, I don't know if you were in there, but like log, I was listening in on one, I think you were on the stage with log and, um and I don't know if he like invited me or whatever. And I like, act, I was trying to leave and like go to bed. And all of a sudden, I noticed that I like became a speaker, and I was like, "The hell!" So like, I sat there for like a minute, and then left. I was like, and I just like messaged him. I was like, "Hey, I was in. Uh, I I don't know what happened, but I was trying to leave. And next thing I knew, it was like on stage. Almost felt like if you were at like a like a like a like a middle school or like primary school like play." And like you were the adult trying to like leave out the back, and like you just all of a sudden like walk onto stage, like, uh, and like all the lights are on you. It was just like, yeah, it was just trying to quietly, quietly uh, peace out. And um, so what's going on in in young Luke's life? What's uh, my my life? Um, not much, mate. I'm, I'm Bitcoin twenty four seven. Um, I, I'm pretty lucky because I'm always writing articles and writing shit about Bitcoin and super cycles and shit like that. And I can normally sit in a space and uh, like sit in the space in the background. So I yeah. may always be in spaces, but most of the times I'm I could kind of multitask, which is fun. That's a good thing well, about spaces. I, I uh, well, I the episode that. I'll be releasing next was with me and I had Gigi and Guy Swan on together and it was good beauty. It was good. It was, it's a good one. Um, and, uh, but I, I mentioned you and, um, they were familiar with you. And I said, um, and I, I told Guy, I said, you got to check out his article. Cause that wouldn't that be like the ultimate, like honor for somebody that writes something about bitcoin is to have yeah. guy swan read it <laughs> that that would be that would be uh, i think it's shit i'm just a bogan plebs don't read it um <laughs> no, dude, that, just... that would that went pretty viral last week I, your I, thread I think oh the thread on long-term debt cycle yeah yeah i, I think I think um, threads are, re- are received well, and I think it was uh, I think it was like an eight thousand word fucking article. So was, nobody's going to read that. It's like a thirty minute read. Um, so I thought better put in a thread um, just about long term debt cycle and um, inflation because there's a lot of talk about transitory inflation, and I just don't think it's transitory. People people don't realize that we're literally living like we. People think this time's different. This time's different. This time's not different. 51 out of 52 sovereign countries that have accumulated debt levels of 130% or higher have defaulted on the debt. 51 out of 52. That's just in the past 200 years. Like hundreds of fiat currencies have failed before in history and they always fail when governments spend too much money and print too much money. And the warning signs is, is when inflation gets above 10%. And in most Western countries around the world, that's what we're seeing. So... I think the urgency to get the word out there about inflation is uh, should be of high precedence. 
not to get on to belabor the point because i know we try to keep this within an hour but um and we talked about inflation last time but i mean is this just going to go like like right up and is it going to happen like where people are going to wake up and go like look back to like a year ago oh my god like gas was only three dollars and fifty cents a gallon like it's nine dollars right now how did that happen are they gonna are people gonna actually talk about it Things are going to get more wild and more volatile. Um, so there's a really good chart going around on Twitter. Um, actually, it's in the it's in the article I did. Um, so go and check that out if you want to, plebs. Um, it's when the currency is about to collapse, things get more and more volatile. So they show the price of gold in German marks in the hyperinflation. And if you had a bought gold, um, you're good. Like you picked the right bet. It's gone from $100 to millions of dollars in the hyperinflated German mark. But if you were leveraged long gold during the hyperinflation, during those two or three years, 1922, 1923, if you were leveraged long gold, you actually got wiped out on like four occasions. Because while it's hyperinflating, um, you you see like 500% gains in a month, but then you see like 60% dumps in the month. And then it, and then it shoots up by a thousand percent the next month, but then it has like a big 60 or 70% correction on the other side. So you're going to see more volatility. You're not just going to see a straight line in inflation. Now that it's at 10 or 15%, you're watching central banks around the world try and taper at the moment. So you're seeing the yield curve start to flatten off. Um, indicating a recession's coming. And now central banks are trying to tighten their balance sheet. Um, so the Canadian central bank, uh, they're trying to tighten. The Australian central bank has stopped doing yield curve control last week. So you're going to see central banks try and tighten and that may temporarily slow inflation down and it may crash the stock market 10 or 20%. And then the Fed's going to have to step in again and print even more money than they did in the 2020 COVID stock market crash. Um, I, yeah, I won't go down that tangent, but you're gonna, you can, as the currency hyperinflates, it gets more and more volatile. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things is you just zoom out, just zoom out, plebs. That's, that's what, uh, that's what all of us plebs are doing. You got to zoom out. The further you zoom out, the more you're like, like, this is nuts. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like, why would you pay debt so cheap right now? If you're buying something like I am and being an idiot, um, put as much debt on it as possible and and uh, keep your keep your your hard asset um, hard because I, I mean the housing market's not going to inflate to keep pace with with everything with inflation. I mean, it's I'm also curious if that's going to be a bubble. This is insane. Um, I mean, we actually got a really good price for what for what we're getting um i think the people just like us wanted us to to move in um like i mean it's like it's a steal like they could probably our our realtor said they could probably get what would it be like 30 percent higher if they listed it um we just got to them before they listed and we liked it and they were like yeah let's do this i, was, I mean it literally was like we saw it on we saw it on sunday put the offer in Monday and that night they said, yes. And we're like, all right, I'm going to let you off the hook because normally I'm uh, roasting people in these Twitter spaces for taking on debt and buying real estate. I say real estate's a shit coin, but I think you get off the hook because 
it's getting land, it's getting rural, it's got all the things that uh, a house needs. I won't talk to the house too much. Yeah, it has everything it needs uh, in times of reset. I think that would that'd be the only property making that I the would... cost of tyranny very expensive, asymmetrically high. That's and, right, laser huddle. Um, yeah. Oh, and, and I mean the other thing is too is I'm putting as little cash down as possible. Like they were like, they were like, "What do you you want to do?" Like you know, twenty percent. I was like, "I'd like to do the minimum." And they were like, "Why?" I was like, "Because let's put it this way: over the next thirty years." Just how long the mortgage is. What's going to go up in value more? Bitcoin or or this? And it's not even a question in my mind. I mean. Exactly. You know. That's why I'm renting. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm the idiot that, uh, you know, actually puts roots down. And, well, you got uh, a family. We're in yeah. different situations. That's why well, I let get, you off the hook. You'll, you'll get there eventually. You So uh, what's it like? Uh, I don't know. Do you, I don't even know. Do you do you have like a girlfriend or anything? No, not at the moment. Not at the moment. What? So this is really curious question. Like, what is the dating scenario like during COVID? Uh it's easier to weed people out because <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, you find um, out who's an idiot right off the bat. You're like, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, just, and especially I, I, being a Bitcoiner, the more orange pills you get, the smaller your window for tolerance is for normie bullshit. You yep. just get sick of that. Like, I do. I feel bad. Like for anyone that becomes a Bitcoiner before they um, get married, that's gonna be hard. Um, because like if yes. you're mar- if you're married, your spouse becomes a Bitcoiner by like osmosis. You know, like it's just like they they hear enough of it where they're like, okay, I get it. Um, but uh, it would be really hard. And then also being like, you know, if you were like a well-known Bitcoiner, then people are going to be coming after you for money and all that crazy stuff. Yeah. So, uh, well, we got in the we got into the game late, and we also uh, lost all of our Bitcoin in boating accidents. So anyone listening in, planning attacks on us, know, uh, there's not much to get. Sorry to disappoint. It's that rowboat that we keep taking back bef- between Australia and, uh, and Pittsburgh. Yeah. There, and the, the smaller <laughs> Australia and Pittsburgh, I clicked with me. It took a while to click. Um, but I can't <laughs> wait for multi-signature to become the standard um, because for the small amount of Bitcoin I have, the rest of it I lost in a boating accident. Um, the small amount of Bitcoin I have is in a multi-signature setup that I can't even spend myself. Uh, I got I'm very five proud. keys. I have $75 and- worth of Bitcoin. And, there you go. The fun um, coming after us. Oh man, I can't wait. Like if that doubles to 150, I'm gonna buy a lot more of the same atmosphere. I'm I'm gonna be like, and I'm gonna be laughing the whole time. It's funny, a good point. Sorry, I know we're going too long here, but um I'm a bullshitter, so uh it's me too. Uh but uh Colin, um I think his name's Colin, the heavily armed clown. Um when I had him on early on with uh, Ben Prentice talking about WTF happened in 1971. And, um, and I told him how I wanted to buy a thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin when it was a hundred bucks a piece. And I decided against it. And, um, and he said, don't beat yourself up over it. Cause you would have bought it. For, you would have, 
put a thousand dollars in and you would have sold it for fifteen hundred dollars and thought you were a genius. Yep. Yeah. Like you would have thought that's actually, you know, so you're an office fan and Michael Scott, I think I told you about the one show I'm developing that has like a Michael Scott type character. And he's like in his talking head, one of the lines I wrote out, he's like, I'm always ahead of the game. I'm always one step ahead of the competition. He's like, I'll give you an example. I, I bought, um, I forget what the exact dialogue is, but it was like, I bought 500 Bitcoin for a dollar a piece when it was, when it was only a dollar a piece. He's like, I actually, I thought that I was buying something else and I accidentally bought the Bitcoin. He's like, but within hours it had doubled in price and I sold it and used the profits to buy a PlayStation three. <laughs> you know, I'm like, it's just like a Michael Scott, something like that. I mean, I'm giving terrible delivery, but yeah, the the line is basically something like, you know, it, anyone who is worried about, oh, I'm in too late. Don't worry. You probably would have sold. Yeah. hundred percent. takes a lot of time to build the conviction in Bitcoin. Um, like even, yeah, like it doesn't matter how early you buy, if you're not convicted and understand why the thing is going to be worth hundreds of millions of dollars a coin, um, you're probably going to sell it too early. That's the, mm. that's where, that's where I think you can't consume too much Bitcoin content because the more Bitcoin content I consume, the more convicted I get on it. And I think in the future, that's going to be pretty profitable to be so convicted on Bitcoin because there's going to be a lot of people, even this cycle, there's going to be a lot of idiots who sell at 200 or 300K. It's going to be a lot of people who sell too much Bitcoin at $1 million a coin and $5 million a coin. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be sad to see, but... Yeah, you just got to... Everybody out there getting numb to the price. Just get numb to it. Go operate on your daily basis. Keep moving. Keep moving. Stack and touch. Um, all right. Well, yeah, I guess we should wrap this up. But uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys again uh, next time. Thanks for listening to our ramblings and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. And we'll uh, catch you guys next week. See you guys.